0: As we've been talking about, it is budget day here in BC, 130 this afternoon. We will get the details and we'll talk about how that impacts you. You'll hear all the reaction and analysis on 980 CKNW. It's also a very significant day because it means that Von Palmer is leaving his house. Isn't that right, Vaughn?
1: Yes, Simmy. Today I emerge blinking into the sunlight from my command center here at my house in Victoria for the first time in two years to cover a story Uh, The last year' uh, ridiculous virtual budget lockup was generally regarded by most news organizations as a mess. The government thought so too. So this year, there's only one way to cover the budget, and that's to go in, go into the lockup, uh, get your documents, listen to the finance minister in there, just like real di- real news stories back in the before time. So uh, mm. I'm taking precautions. I'll be wearing a hazmat suit. Uh, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> yes, I am in to cover the budget today, so I'll keep you posted uh, how it goes when I get out.
0: Yeah, how are you feeling about this?
1: Well, I'm not crazy about it. I'm I'm in a high-risk group, right? And I know that sooner or later you're going to have to face going back to work. I know a lot of people already have. Uh, the public service has been told you know, back to work start March the first. A lot of people, of course, have been working all through it. So, I'm not a special case, but uh, this is the first time I've sort of dipped my toes into the water of uh, going to the real world. So we'll see how it goes. I guess, uh, you yeah. know, as I said, fingers crossed. I know, I know the Omicron variant is communicable. They say the simi. They're taking all kinds of precautions. The government is going to be separating us and. Everything is going to be done as well as it can. So, you know, I'm confident that they've taken all the steps they can. But, you know, still, it's the first time. So away we go.
0: We will see what happens. Well, good luck. I'll be thinking of you. Um, We'll talk about some of the news that we know is already going to happen. Yesterday, they announced this wildfire change and how they're turning it into a Mm year-round operation to fight wildfires. How is that going to work?
1: Well, yeah, the the finance minister always does a a day before the budget availability and kind of teases one of the stories that's going to be in the budget. doesn't tell us a hell of a lot. So Selena Robinson talked to us yesterday, and she said one of the moves is turning the wildfire service into a more proactive uh, firefighting agency Uh, making it a year-round operation, staffing it up year-round, getting it more involved in preventive measures, uh, recovery measures, not just there to respond when the fires break out. Uh, Partly this is a recognition, Simi, that the forest fire season is a lot longer than it used to be because of climate change. But a lot of it, too, is trying to get ahead to some degree. There have been a lot of studies over the years, Simi, on how You can reduce the risk of wildfires, uh, for example, removing all the brush and forest debris around communities. They've been doing some of that. I think you see a lot more of it. I think you see a larger wildfire service, bigger staff, larger staff, a lot more training. Uh, The dollar numbers we get today, but she chose that as the thing she would flag yesterday in the pre-budget announcement.
0: And no other hints dropped about anything else?
1: No, she's a finance minister for sure. <laughs> she took all the questions. And <laughs> uh, deficit, uh, well, we'll talk about that tomorrow. You know, pandemic measure, yeah, how much is it going to cost to... Uh, put everything back the way it was before uh, the, the heat dome and the forest fires. Well we'll talk about that tomorrow. Uh, she did have a good answer, you know, on the famous question about the shoes. Now, yes, you remember the this nonsense we've been going on with finance ministers over the years. They choose some sort of symbolic statement about their budget in their shoes. Uh, Liberal finance minister Mike DeYoung used to go and get his... Favorite pair of shoes resold every year at the shoemaker here in Victoria. Lena so, you know, Robinson was asked you know, the usual question: "Shoes? They'll be on my feet." she said. So
0: oh. <laughs> these
1: are serious times. Okay. And I think the nonsense about the shoes is, probably doesn't fit with the message she's putting into her budget. So there'll be, there was nothing else about shoes yesterday.
0: Oh, good. I think that's one that we can definitely get Yeah, aside. I won't miss it. Me neither. <laughs> Me neither. I always thought it was so dumb. Okay. Uh, but we did get some hints elsewhere, right, about what might be coming in the budget.
1: Yeah. So the, this, the biggest item in the budget... The number one consumer of government revenues and tax dollars and spending is wages and benefits. About 60% of the B.C. budget is somebody's paycheck or somebody's benefit package in the broad public sector. So that's everything, civil servants, doctors, nurses, teachers, all the crown corporations, all the bureaucrats, everybody. And this is contract year. Uh, all The government has arranged that virtually all of the public sector contracts and compensation packages expire at roughly the same time. They expire at March 31st, except in the school system where they expire on June the first. So you've got uh, sorry, July 1st, so you've got three uh, years of contracts, all of which were at two percent, two percent and two percent, uh, coming to an end. And the government has already started negotiating, and these are going to be big, expensive deals. So interestingly enough, the main public service union put out a statement to its members on the weekend uh, saying, you know, the the talks have started and we're talking and we're making some progress on some items. And by the way, the union told its members, inflation is running at 5.1%. Well, last year's settlement was 2% for public sector workers, so pretty strong hint there that the union is looking for catch-up. I don't know if the government will accept that number for inflation. That's one of the numbers we'll be looking at in the budget today. But again, just to give you some perspective on this, across the board, 1% increase in pay for one year for Everyone in the public service costs the government, depending on who you count, between $300 million and $400 million. So well, 5%, do the math. Uh, that's going to be the biggest drain on government resources this year. And the other thing to remember, Simi, when they're announcing new programs is most of that money goes to existing programs. Yes, they add some staff here and there. But most of that is money for people who are already working uh, who already have benefit packages, and who have been working all the way through the pandemic because there was no layoffs in the public sector during the pandemic
0: right. Are we expecting a balanced budget this year i 'm guessing not given the last couple I, of years?
1: you know, I guess if you just mapped out what happened over last year, we started with a projection of a ten billion dollar deficit and they got it down below two that it's looking pretty good. The B.C. economy has really bounced back and done well. So it would be within reach if the government really wanted to do it this year, but I don't think it really adds up politically. I think you'd be more likely to load up on um, some of the things, and I heard you talking about child care on some of the programs, uh, doing more on health care, forest firefighting, flood control, all of that, and all the construction, all the building back they have to do, I think more likely what we will see is a very encouraging three-year fiscal plan. So the government gives us essentially three budgets in a row, uh, although the -the down-the-road ones change. So the third year of the fiscal plan we get today will be 24-25, and that's the next election year in BC if the government sticks to the schedule. So I I don't think you'll get balance this year, but you might get some pretty strong hints that they think it's within reach over the next three years.
0: Right. So, is that something that is normally done? Do we usually get like a three-year plan?
1: Yeah, we get a three-year fiscal plan, and often year two and year three, the numbers change because the economy changes, because forecasts change, because interest rate changes. So. It's, they're, they're kind of a, you know, here's where we hope to be in two and three years, and, you know, there's a little asterisk saying this could change. Um, given the way things have been going the last couple of years, of course, things change all the time. There's an awful lot of uncertainty out there, as you know, in the world situation. We're, we're hearing that interest rates are going to go up. We're hearing governments claim that, no, no, inflation is going to flatten out. This was just a brief surge of inflation. So, all of that, you go, okay, well, let's wait and see how it is. But I think, as I said, you're going to get a an optimistic picture for the next three years, but I don't think they'll be saying the budget is going to balance this year.
0: Right. Okay. Thank you very much for that, Vaughn. We'll talk to you tomorrow.
1: Bye-bye, Cindy.